0: Hello, everyone. This is Pastor Cooper, and welcome to the Midweek Podcast. This is an episode styling within our Cheney Faith Center podcast collection. So maybe you're listening on Spotify, iTunes, or maybe on our website through the little podcast player. Um, but what we like to do is have another episode throughout the Midweek. Um, That just talks a little bit more either from our Sunday messages or talks on some cultural moments from a biblical perspective. So it's been so far really fun and something that Mark and I have really liked. And a lot of times we'll have some other special guests a part of this. So I really encourage you to look back on our previous midweek episodes. Um, But yeah, so we are getting close to Easter. little shout out, Easter services on the 4th of April. We have a sunrise service happening. We also have a Good Friday prayer experience on April 2nd um, here at the church from noon to 7. So I want to encourage you um, to just kind of put those in your calendar. But um, here is this upcoming episode of the midweek. Well, welcome everyone. Thanks for tuning in to the Midweek Podcast. Um, This is awesome. I've been talking to some people lately, and they've been loving that we're kind of back in our normal routine. Good. The podcast. So we have some fans, Mark. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. It's kinda cool. Well, it's
1: interesting that you've <laughs> you've talked to them. So all two of them have told you. Yes. yes. And they're my mom. <laughs> and, and My, my dad. mom. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so <laughs> there we go. That's yeah, all we need that's in life, good. Right? Yeah. Actually, shout out to my daughter Allie. She says she listens a lot and she nice. loves it. So that's Very great cool. too.
0: Yeah. Very cool. And you gotta also give another shout out to the other person that she's probably listening with.
1: Right. Jackson James. Yes, the, There you go. The little grandson.
0: He's just getting your voice right in his head. I know. Yeah. He's been hearing it. Yeah. So Yeah. Well, uh, I kind of want to start off with a fun question. So we're in Holy Week. Yes. Right now it's Monday, so it's kind of like the start of this whole week leading up to the cross of Jesus. Super important. Um, And we're both pastors. Yep. And not that Easter candy and all that stuff is what Easter is about, right? but the stores are filled with it. Right. I got to know, what is your favorite Easter candy?
1: Oh, gosh. That <laughs> is a tough one, not because uh, I don't eat a lot of candy, but because I think I am addicted to sugar. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> but you don't eat a
0: lot of candy. Oh, You're just addicted to sugar.
1: I, I eat <laughs> a lot of candy. I do both. Uh, but I think, uh, gosh, I have several favorites. I, you know, I'm, I'm a Reese's peanut butter guy, so I love those mm-hmm. Reese's peanut butter eggs. And uh, I think one of the things that kind of comes out during Easter—that's a cool candy. I love those Robin eggs things. Oh, the little like, oh, Whopper. Yeah. Robin eggs. Oh yeah. my gosh, those are because s- I love Whoppers, but mm-hmm. then it has more oh, yeah. more chocolate. Yeah. So it's like yeah. chocolate and more Whopper is oh, great. So I love that. So yeah. I don't know. I'm big milk chocolate, so anything with milk chocolate and. Yeah, and your butter and stuff like that. Do it's you like
0: the the chocolate bunny? Like, uh, where you just get a no, not the whole bunny. necessarily. Yeah. I don't
1: really do that. I guess I th- like the more coated thing. Yeah, malt. You know.
0: Yeah, yeah. I used to, as a kid really like. I kind of still like them, and it's either you love them or you don't. The Cadbury eggs. Oh right, where, like the chocolate yeah. filled caramel thing. Yeah. I remember as a kid. The commercials, I'd just be like, Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. Like I want those catbury yeah, eggs. <laughs> yeah. So it's just always ways like, I mean the advertising did great. It yep. got me hooked as a got kid. Got you hooked. And so now that I'm almost thirty four years old, I'm still buying Catbury yep. eggs. Wow, uh, those are pretty good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so those are really good. And then also good. I gotta know, are you a peep guy or a non peep guy? I am, comes an, little, I am a non peep guy. No no of the the cheap styrofoam marshmallows? No. <laughs> Yeah, just give me chocolate <laughs> Yeah, yeah I'm I'm kind of 50-50 Sometimes oh, yeah. I'm like, hey, I'll have a peep And yeah. a lot of times I'm like, well, how would I even eat that? Yeah Like, I don't even know what I'm eating Yeah It's not even like marshmallow It's yeah. like this weird substance from outer space Right, it's like a hot dog I love hot dogs, though <laughs> So do I <laughs> How but you do talk we about really? Hot dogs? Do we really
1: know what's in a hot
0: dog? <laughs> uh, whatever on the floor, <laughs> and they just speak together.
1: Oh, okay, I really needed that in yeah, my head. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's pretty much what a hot dog is. Oh, Unless you're eating Hebrew Nationals, right? Which great transition. Let's go back. Let's to, go right back to, <laughs> to the Jewish to times. the Jewish culture. <laughs> right back to where Jesus was dying yeah. on the cross. So, so this podcast we're going to be talking about some events within Holy Week. Uh, mostly about Palm Sunday, which mm-hmm. was yesterday. Yep. Because we're recording on Monday. We're talking about that, but also then the Passover um, festival as well. Right. Just do some application, talk a little bit more about those events.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: so I wanted just to mention a few things about Palm Sunday that um, a pastor that I follow on social media, his name is Rich Valotis, Um great pastor in New York, um, super sound in his doctrine and things. He just had a little kind of fun little couple of like pictures on his Instagram that you can just slide through and kind of explain some of the little things about Palm Sunday. And I've heard this before, but he just did it in a very like short, sweet, like, oh, that's awesome. Right. Of just talking about some of the application of Palm yeah. Sunday.
1: And the context of what was happening in the moment. Totally. Yes. Yeah. So
0: here's here's what H- he says. I'm, because of history. Yeah. Yes. So I'm going to kind of just read like what he wrote in his little text things, so it's kind of short and sweet, but he says, the palms that people were holding up when Jesus came in represent the desire for liberation, but also it represents a propensity to control the means of salvation. Here's what this means. So historically, 150 years before Christ enters, Judas Maccabeus Leads a Jewish revolution against Mm -hmm. the ruling power at that time, the Seleucid dynasty. And Judas, his nickname is called the Hammer because he hammered people. Like he was. He was like Thor like in the game. Yes, yeah. He came in just full on and just ruled people. Yeah, But he overthrew that dynasty so that the Jews could have, again, their culture right. and be free and all that stuff. So to commemorate, they had all these palm branches stamped on coins, symbolizing the victory for the Jewish people over their oppressors. So now, fast forward 100, 150 years, Rome is now over all the Jewish people. So they're now, mm-hmm. again, in, um, under foreign rule. And so they hear about Jesus, the crowds, and they're kind of like, oh, is this that prophet that we've been waiting for, Like that we've talked about in our whole entire history back in in Deuteronomy? Is this that guy? And so they're like getting excited again, like, hey, this is our chance for like an overthrow again. Mm -hmm. And is it going to be just like what Judas the hammer did 150 years before that? And so they have all these palm branches symbolizing what Judas the hammer did Mm -hmm. by just destroying the oppressors. They're like, sweet. This Jesus guy is going to come in, like right. Thor's hammer, and he's going to just rule yeah. people left and right. And so they're saying, like, we want him, Jesus, to rescue us just like it was before. Right. A political rescue, a rescue mm-hmm. from the oppression that was happening politically. But Jesus obviously rescues us in ways that we don't understand. Right. Or that they didn't understand. And it's through the powerlessness of the cross. He submits himself to the cross so we can be saved from our sins. Right. Right. Which is the greatest saving that we all need, and so on Palm Sunday, the crowds wanted deliverance from the power of Rome, but Jesus was about to deliver the entire world from the power of sin and death. Right. And as I was reading through that and just kind of meditating on it a little bit, and just like, huh, how does that apply to us right now? Right. It kind of, I think, applies really well in our current yeah, culture. I, I think it does. <laughs> Because there's a lot of things that I think, and I want us to kind of dialogue on this a little bit, Yeah, um, is right now in our culture, the church is maybe looked at as like, we need to save our government. Right. Um, Like our role is to do this and this and to like take the overthrowing government powers and dismantle them. Right. Sure. Right. There's like some truth in that. Yeah. But I think maybe sometimes we're forgetting about what Jesus ultimately does and that's transform the heart. Right. And not just being focused on we need to change the system. Right. But also being focused on changing the heart. And so I think I want us to dialogue a little bit. Like are we focused on just overthrowing the powers of this world? Right. Like just like just the temporal world. Right. Or are we also focused on the eternal perspective of people need a transformation of the heart as well? And it's kind of that 50-50 50. Right. It's like it is. A, it's a both and it's hard. You can't just, can just be weighed on, on one or the other. But I think what we're seeing from Palm Sunday is they were a hundred percent we need to overthrow the government. Right. Like that's what your role is, Jesus, is to overthrow our ruling powers. And he's yeah. like, No. Yeah. That's that's not my plan. That's not what you actually need. Mm-hmm. You need salvation right. from sin and death. And that's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna actually give my life over and submit myself to the to the cross. Right. To where then there is the power for you to be forgiven from your sin Mm -hmm. and from death. So let's just dialogue a little bit on that.
1: Yeah. I think this
0: is really a
1: good application for Mm -hmm. us right now. I think even just going back to November and where we're at now and what, even what some of us in the church are struggling with and maybe a little bit unhappy with, um, like I understand that and I get Mm -hmm. that. I think a question that, that has been kind of helping me and thinking about it just in this context is what is the greatest form of freedom?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: is the greatest form of freedom, me being free um, as a human and being free from government powers that want to overthrow us and and all kinds of government that's, you know, we can't just make this about America because the gospel is global. Mm-hmm. And so there's all kinds of different forms of government. But what what's the greatest form of freedom? And I think that's what Jesus is kind of trying to show us Mm -hmm. there is, is the most important and the most powerful form of freedom is freedom from sin Mm -hmm. and that we all need to be saved so that we can have eternal life. Like that's the most important form of freedom. And I, I understand like many that might be listening or many that feel like maybe our, our country is not in the right place or where it should be. And, And I would say, I would agree. Mm -hmm. I agree that our country's not in a place where it's doing well and it's morally healthy and it's even governmentally healthy. But I don't think it's because of the structure we have. Mm -hmm. (laughs) If you look around the world right now, we're kind of messing up every governmental system we've thought of. Mm -hmm. So I'm I'm noticing it doesn't really seem to be uh, uh, indicative of the form of government. That the culture is taking on, so we could we could go to China, and we could be in a thriving, bustling city that is under communism, but is very immoral mm-hmm. and is not following the purposes and plans of God. But they're under a, a democ you know a a communist regime. Mm-hmm. You know, we could go to North Korea where it's even stricter and find mm-hmm. the immorality there is uh, is just as ungodly. We could go to. Europe where it's the opposite, where socialism is king and it's just wide open to everything and the mm. immorality is rampant, uh, you could go down to Brazil where it's very democratic and 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 same thing, the immor- immorality and, and the purposes mm. of God are way on the back burner. Nobody cares. So I'm not sure that the form of government is always indicative of godly living. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they don't always seem to go hand in hand. But I do think that this is exactly what we're seeing in scripture in the triumphal entry. They wanted that. They felt mm-hmm. like the most important thing we need is freedom from government rule. Mm-hmm. And and look at this historical story just for a minute, right? So 150 mm-hmm. years before Jesus, Judas Maccabees comes and he wipes everybody out. How long did that freedom last? Not very long, because now the Romans are ruling. Mm -hmm. And when the Romans were done ruling, somebody else is going to rule. In fact, Jerusalem and the Israeli people, the Jewish people, have not even had their freedom since 1948. I mean, they've had thousands of years of suffering and not having their own freedom back. So, you know, if we're going to do a good historical study there, we can see that, and it's true for most places mm-hmm. on the planet to be honest yeah. that we you know we we we're pretty barbaric human mm-hmm. beings and we just go from one ruling party to another yeah. who's going to mm-hmm. have the power and the greed and the mm-hmm. money and all of that and now we just see it in modern ways yeah, um, yeah. and the same thing is happening but what we really need is salvation yeah. what we really mm-hmm. need is eternal life and that's what Jesus came to bring and so we do see this the crowd is saying i, I want, we want governmental freedom mm-hmm. which Um, for those that are listening, we believe in that. Mm -hmm. Like, do I think that it would be a whole lot awesomer to live in a society where we are following God's word? Absolutely. Absolutely. Totally. I think that would be. And by the way, I also think that that kind of society would be better for people that don't believe in God. Mm -hmm. I think it would be way better if we were not stealing from one another and had boundaries on sexuality and had purpose for family. And mm-hmm. do I believe that if, if we had those things and we're doing those things in a godly way, I think it would be better for all of us, totally. not just for us as Christians. Yeah. Um, and I think it would bring identity and value and purpose mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. significance and individuality to every single person in our culture. If we did it that way, cause mm-hmm. that's what God designed, mm-hmm. but that's not where we're at. Right. And so, um, I also, and we have chosen, as a church, to side on the, the idea that Jesus came more to transform our heart for salvation than he did to transform government. And that's just the decision that we have made as a church, to say we we see that as a stronger theological mm-hmm. premise in Scripture, in the Gospels, than we do that we need to overthrow the government Mm -hmm. and have government rule just the way we want it. And so I think, I think that's a challenge. Mm -hmm. Um, And especially for us right now, you know,
0: yeah. And it doesn't mean that we don't make stands for for what God's purposes are within our moral standards. Right. Yep. You know, we definitely like, no, like God's design for sexuality is this. Is this. Yeah. So we stand on, you know, those moral truths that we see in God's word. We
1: believe that God believes in life. So we Mm -hmm. we're, pro pro life. Right. You know, right. there are those things where mm-hmm. absolutely we are standing on. This is what yeah. we believe about family. We believe God wanted marriage to be one man, one woman. Mm-hmm. We, we believe these things. We, we know yeah. they're true because they are true things that God has given us from his word and the best yeah. way for us to live. And yeah, and we're also living in a time where we see the opposite of that happening and we see the trouble that it's creating. Mm-hmm. So
0: I think something that's significant too, from just this context of Palm Sunday is it's a little bit of like a shifting of blame or the shifting of need. And I think we do this as humans all the time. Absolutely. Like there's, we have, we have wrestle like an, an unrestlessness. Is that what it is? Sure. Restlessness that only Jesus can fulfill. Right. Through like just his salvation. Mm-hmm. So we're looking for, well, th- that's the issue. And so what we see in the Palm Sunday is people are, are wanting salvation. They're, they're sure. wanting freedom. Saying, well, the issue is the government. Like, right. The issue is this. And so let's have Jesus overthrow the government. They're not maybe taking a moment to understand their own heart. Like, mm-hmm. maybe the issue is me. <laughs> right. Maybe I am I need freedom, and that only comes through Jesus yeah. and through what he's going to do. And I think we, a lot of times, want to put the blame on something else. So like, well, this is why. This is why. Yeah. Where I think, man, we, we just need to just take moments to be self-aware, that's one of the spiritual disciplines we talk about a lot is to be self aware that the Holy spirit speak to us in right. truth yeah. to convict us of some sin and to reveal the good things from his word to be like, Oh, that that's out of alignment right. with what God has intended. Like, so it always starts with us. first. Exactly. You know, yeah. it's, I mean, it sounds so cliche, but it's like the mm-hmm. Michael Jackson <laughs> man in the mirror. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's true. With the man. Yeah. But like, I think there's a lot of, truth that we see where people are like it's it's this is the issue it's the government it's this and so we need to fix that Mm -hmm. so that we are better and we're more free Mm -hmm. it's like well sometimes that's easier though sure sometimes it's easier
1: to point our finger at something Mm -hmm. that looks broke well is broke (laughs) yeah and um and is hurting all Mm -hmm. of us and say that's the problem instead of saying well maybe what the problem is is inside our Mm -hmm. hearts we're all hurting each other because mm-hmm. we're not saved, right? Because because we we don't have love and joy mm-hmm. and peace and patience in our hearts, and we're not living that way. Mm-hmm. So actually, what's happening is the culture is the problem mm-hmm. because we're we're not living godly lives towards one another. Right. And right. and I think you know just a general thing, it's kind of one of those cliche things too. But that if if Jesus thought that government was the way that men and women mm-hmm. should be transformed, he would have came as a political leader. Right. But he right. didn't. Yeah. He came yeah. to to deliver us and to conquer mm-hmm. sin and death yeah, so that we yeah. could have a relationship yep. with God so that we could live great now
0: mm-hmm.
1: on the earth. If we treated one another like Jesus wants us to, and like we're supposed to, this planet would be awesome.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And we would be great for eternity mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. And, and yeah. I think Jesus answers both problems that we have the problem of living on the earth now with mm-hmm. one another, he answers all those issues. He also answers the issue of our eternity because we're mm-hmm. eternal people and eternal beings yeah. because we're spiritual just mm-hmm. as much as we're physical.
0: Yeah.
1: And um, sometimes I think we, we just miss mm-hmm. a lot of that in our yeah. context of not looking inward instead of always looking yeah. outward.
0: Yeah. I was just reminded to um, just soon after this in one of the gospel accounts, we just read it this morning in our right. kids devotional. Um Jesus overturns the tables. Yep. In in Jerusalem, within the temple courts, and it seems like the times that Jesus really changes the systems is not in the actual political systems of the secular world. Right. He doesn't go and like overturn Rome's tables. Right. He turns the tables of the church over. Right. Like, he's like it starts with us first. Yep. Like our hearts have to be right yeah. <clears throat> before there's real true change yeah. in the world outwardly. Right. And so it's oh, I always find that interesting how he's really focusing on people who are quote unquote religious right? or like in it, you know, in, in the church world or whatever. Yeah. That's where he's like, we got to change our systems and mm-hmm. stuff. And obviously in what he does, what we, as we're transformed, we will change the systems outwardly. Exactly. And there, there's things, you know, that obviously yep. like, That's immoral and that's wrong. We have to change that. Right. You know, I'm not saying, I don't don't think we're saying like we're not going to ever be involved in advocating for compassion. For truth. (laughs) Like within our society. Like, no, that needs to be done if there's things that are just completely like wrong. Like that's got to change. Yeah. But I think what we're also saying is there's a bigger picture. It's not just changing society so that we become good. It's about having our heart being changed with the power of the cross, what Jesus has done. And that leads to two, the true transformation yeah. that goes outwardly mm-hmm. into everything that we interact with.
1: And, and I think also in society, that's the best way to have change. Mm-hmm. The best way to have change is from the ground up, not from top down. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, real change, significant change mm-hmm. where we say we get along together. Okay. So like that's a big thing today. Like we're, we're just having trouble getting along with one another in all mm-hmm. kinds of different ways. Race society you know what people believe it, it's just become the hot topic mm-hmm. right now we're canceling one another we're just not getting along well right is that something that gets fixed by the president going to a microphone and saying hey let's all get along no right. it never gets fixed that way mm-hmm. government never fixes issues like that the only issues they can ever fix are we got a ton of money or we have a bunch of houses and we can show up after disaster happens that's where they're good. They suck at care. Mm -hmm. (laughs) They're horrible at transformation of the heart and of, of what people, the the best way that hearts get changed is from grassroots, you know, where at the foundation of families and people where we start Mm -hmm. saying we're, we're changing the way we think and the way we act Mm -hmm. towards one another. And what Jesus is saying is, I can help you do that. Mm -hmm. If you'll believe in me, if you'll trust in me, if you'll live in the spirit, then you will notice that that can happen in your heart Mm -hmm. and in your mind. Otherwise we don't, we don't change. We just keep thinking it's somebody else's problem and we keep making up issues. Mm -hmm. And, um, and so we never ever really end and end up liberated Mm -hmm. by what government does. Yeah. And I think you're right. We don't have one single story where Jesus goes and talks to Pontius Pilate and says, you know what, some of your government decisions are really poor. Why mm-hmm. don't we talk about that? We we, we need to discuss this because mm-hmm. you're not a very good governmental leader. Never once. Right? Doesn't right. do it. Because government is not the place where true change happens. Mm-hmm. True change happens at, yeah. at the source. Yeah. And the source is, is humanity yeah. embracing God himself mm-hmm. and what yeah. God has come to do.
0: In the kids devotional we're doing with Theo and stuff and that Faith Kids has put out, which is Awesome, The little resurrection garden. It's just so cool. So shout out to faith kids. And if you haven't gotten one, get one quick. Yeah, it's, it's awesome. But it's talking about like, what can you lay down? Right. Like surrendering your life? You know, yeah. people are laying down their coats and their palm branches and all that stuff. But what can you lay down? And yeah. Theo said, I want to lay down dessert. I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> and I, and I, I literally said, are you sure, bud? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I was like Dang. no 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 that's not a good decision. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no no Theo we don't lay down those things. <laughs> yeah yeah that, that's not what the bible says. That's us. not and what we're like, talking oh, about. Man.
0: He knows he knows me so well. <laughs> so Theo and I committed to laying down dessert. <laughs> For a week? Yeah, until Easter Sunday. Until Easter Sunday. Yeah. yeah. So. When you'll have a Cadbury egg. <laughs> yes, yes. Oh I know that's the thing, is there's lots oh, of Easter candy around. So yes. But is it is dessert any candy at any time or just after dinner? That's the that's the real Ooh. question. <laughs> So hmm. what qualifies that as dessert? Because something to I think, ponder on. I think I could on. sneak around this one, right. but then the Lord knows my heart, and he's going to be like, dude, come yeah. on. <laughs> yeah. You you know what you need to do. Right. If you don't do it, it's a sin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. okay. So, oh, gosh. All right. Well.
1: There's was, another really important <laughs> thing to talk about this week, and that's Passover.
0: Yeah, that's so what I was going to just transfer <laughs> Right. In, okay, tran- good. Yeah, transfer into. So um, I think what's good is talking about Palm Sunday and just relating that to our common culture. And the other big part of Holy Week is Passover. Right. And we commemorate this really in a way with communion. Right. But Passover is deep within the roots of the mm-hmm. Jewish faith, and it's they carry it on generations to generations. And Exodus chapter 12 is right. really where it's laid out. Yeah. Um, and and it, tra- it transformed their whole entire calendar. I mean, it resets their whole year. Yes. It's based on Passover. Yeah, That's what God instituted. It is a the thing for them to always yeah. remember what God has done in their lives as the nation of Israel. They were rescued out from mm-hmm. Egypt. That God is powerful. He is their God and it's just this time to remember. Um, and something that I always find interesting is they have these big remem- remembrances but in all of the life of Israel they just forget. Yes, <laughs> like, all, all, the all the time. It's like, yeah. dude, you have these festivals to help you but then I'm like, Dude, Coop, you forget about yeah. the Lord a lot too. You yeah, know, when you're at church every week on stuff, you're a pastor. Yep. And so I think it's always a good reminder that we all need to be reminded. Yeah. On the daily of our need for Jesus and the Holy Spirit. But um, by the so, way,
1: that that's why God commands them all the time in the Old Testament to build. Monuments. all Mm -hmm. all over the country. Yeah. So that those stories, because everything, there was nothing written down. Right. It was all oral tradition. Mm -hmm. So they were building these, you know, little mounds of rocks all over the country, and you'd pass the mound, and then, you know, Mm -hmm. somebody was supposed to orally tell you the story as you went past it Mm -hmm. to remind you of all the goodness of God and all the wonderful things he had done. Yep. Passover is like that.
0: Correct. Yeah. And so... Um, Jesus with his disciples are in Jerusalem for the Passover festival. Mm -hmm. This is right before he's going to the cross or in Holy Week. They're in the Passover ceremonies and doing all these things. So why is it significant that Jesus and his disciples are celebrating Passover during this time, right before Jesus lays his life down? So let's draw some uh, connections there. Some
1: connections there, yeah. I I would say it's probably the most important connection. Obviously, Mm -hmm. Jesus could have died on any day of the year. He could have died during any Mm -hmm. of the other Old Testament celebrations that they have, right? So why Passover? Well, I think it's extremely significant. First of all, we have to go back to to Exodus chapter 12 and really to the story Mm -hmm. of Exodus, right? We're really talking about the Exodus story. Mm -hmm. And and the Passover is to remind them that at one point in their history, they were to take the blood of a lamb... Mm -hmm. And take, you know, uh, kill that lamb, take the blood of that lamb, take a hyssop branch, Mm -hmm. put it in, put it in the blood and spread it on their doorposts right up, up one side of the doorpost on the top and down the bottom. And then this was the significant part. When when you did that, you you made it possible and for the death angel to pass over. Your house. Mm -hmm. So this is the last plague. Remember, this is Mm -hmm. the last plague where Moses says, Every firstborn will be killed that does not have this Mm -hmm. blood over their door doorposts, right? So it's extremely significant in the way that the death angel would pass over that house. Mm -hmm. And then that's you know, obviously Pharaoh didn't do that and his child dies, and that's what ended up Mm -hmm. being the the catalyst Mm -hmm. to letting all of Israel go free, mm-hmm. right? So that's why this celebration is so important. Now we fast forward to Jesus' life, and he's getting ready to die on the cross over the Passover celebration weekend. Why is that significant? It's extremely significant because what Jesus is saying is, I am the lamb. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I am the lamb of God. I'm the lamb that you sacrifice, and my blood will be spread on mm-hmm. that cross. And from this point on, when you believe in me, the death angel will pass over your life.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Death will no longer have a hold on you. Mm -hmm. And so this is extremely significant. There's a change here. By the way, it goes to the point that you made earlier about God delivering us. Mm -hmm. Remember what you said? You said something earlier about God rescuing us and God rescues us in different ways. Mm -hmm. And God and the people were wanting God to rescue them from the government. Well, here we are. Jesus is getting ready to rescue us from our sin and Nobody gets it, mm-hmm. but Jesus said that to the disciples, you know, you won't get it right until yeah. you see me on the cross, yeah. mm-hmm. you won't get it until later because right now your mind is still set kind of on this, mm-hmm. you know, you got to overthrow the government type thing. I mean, Peter was still there in the garden when he cuts a guy's ear off, right. he's still thinking, This is the part right? exactly, kill people, right? This is the part where I kill where I take my sword, he's still not there yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and so. It's not until after the cross that, and the resurrection, mm-hmm. actually, the resurrection, when Jesus comes back to life and begins to talk to them mm-hmm. about these things before he, his ascension back to heaven, that they really understand the significance of, okay, what you were really doing was paving the way mm-hmm. for all of mankind, Jew and Gentile alike, to be free from our sin and to have ultimate freedom, and for eternal death mm-hmm. to no longer be a part of our life. Mm-hmm. That deliverance is so much more important than mm-hmm. any human deliverance, any governmental system, any structure that we could ever make up or think of. That deliverance is so much more important. And that is why Jesus died on Passover, because mm-hmm. that all of that is tied into Passover. Mm-hmm. That's what they're celebrating. They're celebrating the death angel, right? And here's what's interesting, right? God is changing the way he's delivering people. If you read the Old Testament, God never delivered the people in the same way. That never happened that way. Mm -hmm. But it's interesting that all of the symbolism and all of the significance of the Old Testament is now all seen in Jesus Christ. All of it. The law, all of the law, all of the prophets, all of it focused on Christ, and all of it revealed in Christ and all of it fulfilled in Christ mm-hmm. on the cross and the resurrection. Mm-hmm. So it's incredibly significant. Now here, here's another kind of interesting, significant thing during this time. You would also, um, they would sacrifice a lamb for mm-hmm. the entire culture on this weekend. So they would find a lamb. They would sacrifice it for the entire culture at the temple, but they would also take a goat And it was called the scapegoat Mm -hmm, and you would let it go outside Mm -hmm. of the city. And it was this, this symbolism that our sins are gone. Mm -hmm. They're done. They're gone. Right. And here's, what's interesting inside the city, Jesus spills his blood through a flogging Mm -hmm. because the Pharisees have forced Mm -hmm. this significant way, or actually it's really God's design, but Acts chapter two, Peter says that, um, but Jesus has shed his blood inside the city, right? But then he's crucified outside the city. Mm-hmm. So not only is he the Lamb of God inside the city, he's also the scapegoat outside the city mm-hmm. that releases our sin. Yeah. Gone. forever. As far as the east is from the west. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, so Jesus celebrating Passover, Jesus um, dying on the cross mm-hmm. is, is incredibly important. Now, how, how do we make that connection? Let's talk about that for a second. Because remember, at the Passover meal is when Jesus makes the connection. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Jesus made the connection during Passover. And he says, this bread and this cup are a new covenant. So don't, don't, you're not going to celebrate the old covenant anymore, the Exodus 12 covenant. You're going to celebrate a new covenant. Mm -hmm. And the new covenant is my body and my blood. Yep. And so now the way that you need to understand your sin being forgiven and your life being free is by believing in me, believing Mm -hmm. in my cross, believing in my death, believing in my resurrection. Mm -hmm. These are the things that become the new covenant that God has made with mankind and the best covenant we've ever had, ever known and never will have.
0: Mm -hmm. Something. um, So I'm reading the, in the account of Luke. When it right. comes to the Passover and yeah. the Lord's Supper, and so just like what you were saying, you know, they're basically communion is being right. is happening, and He's recommitting the covenant. Something that just strikes me—it's um, in verses 21 and 22 and 23. Um, this okay. is after Christ has gone through and said, "This is my body," and "This is my blood," and right. recommitted that. But He says, "But behold, the hand of the one betraying me is with mine on the table." So He's basically saying, like Judas, you know, uh, right. 22, for indeed the son of man is going as it has been determined. So he's just like, this is part of the plan. Right. But what are the man by whom he is betrayed? So he's given a curse. But then verse 23, disciples, and they began to discuss among themselves which one of them it might be who was going to do this thing. What That verse always just (laughs) confounds me. They're more worried about like, who's the bad guy? Yeah. Jesus just recommitted like this whole new covenant. Right. He's basically saying like, this is my body. This is my blood. Mm -hmm. Like, y'all. It's right here. Yeah, you know I'm doing this thing so that you are free. But again, our human nature, right, just takes the focus off of Jesus. Right. It's like, well, who's who's the guy? Who whose whose hand was it? Was it during this time, that time? it could be that right. guy, it could be that guy. It's like, man, and I think we so much get caught up in the details as well when it comes to Easter and we comes to just the celebration of Holy Week. Right. There's there's a bigger picture that we need to always focus on, and that's Jesus mm-hmm. from Palm Sunday all the way through. We get caught up in the details, yeah. But Jesus is like, I'm doing the things. I'm right here, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> well, stuff. verse
1: 24 is the same thing. That now there yes, a dispute yes, arose because. about who's
0: the greatest. Yeah, they just
1: they're, just like, they're just so it, focused on themselves, and yeah. they're just like us, huh? Yeah, and, or we're just
0: like them. <laughs> yeah, and so Passover is designed to focus yeah. for the Jewish culture back to what the person of God or right. who, who God was, and that was their rescuer, right? Right, and so communion is based off of this. I focus is for us to refocus on the savior and on Jesus. Mm -hmm. You can see that it's so easy for us as humans to get distracted on this detail and that and whatever and blah, blah, blah. blah. It's like, no, we have to do these things to always refocus us back to the true meaning of what's happening within our faith and what Christ has done for us. And Mm -hmm. we so easily just don't in Mm -hmm. things. So, so I want to kind of ask a question. Um, This is talking about communion why why is it important that we do communion regularly that we don't just do it um on Easter or the week before Easter you know why is it that we do this regularly because this is this is an Easter thing you know communion is and what's happening what's being portrayed so why is it that we do communion um regularly to just remember what Christ has done like why is that significant
1: right I'm trying to think of the first Corinthians verse that um uh, that we talked about a couple weeks ago, and I'm, I shared it, and I can't remember now, but that, that said, you know, whenever you drink this cup mm-hmm. or whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, yeah. you remember the death and resurrection of Christ. And I think that's the key. That's why communion is so important, mm-hmm. and that's why it's so significant for us right. and why it's something that it's we need to be...
0: 1126.
1: 1126. I thought it was 11. Yeah. I looked, was looking at an 11, but I couldn't find it. So um, that, you know, this is why communion is so important because every time we take communion, every time we are a part of this Mm -hmm. tradition and this moment, it reminds us of the most important thing Mm -hmm. in our life, similar to Passover, right? Why did they have it every year? Because we need to remember the most important thing that happened in our culture. Mm -hmm. And the most important thing that ever happened in our culture was when we were delivered from the Mm -hmm. Egyptians, right? We Mm -hmm. were in slavery. It was horrible. It was the worst ever. And we got Mm -hmm. delivered and God did it in a spectacular way, Mm -hmm. right? He didn't just do it in a very simple way. He did it in a spectacular Mm -hmm. way. And so, and then coming into the promised land, right? Mm -hmm. All of the promises of God, that's our future. That's what Mm -hmm. we're moving into. Um, That was the significance Mm -hmm. of Passover. Same thing for us in communion. Every single time we take communion, it's Mm -hmm. a reminder of what Jesus did on the cross mm-hmm. and the resurrection, but also this reminder that our future is in him. Mm-hmm. All of the promises of God that that are in God's word and that we know from the Holy Spirit, all of the promises of God are yes and amen for us mm-hmm. because of the cross and the resurrection. Mm-hmm. And so all of our future is blessed and awesome in Christ because mm-hmm. we're connected to Jesus and um and what a powerful, powerful moment mm-hmm. communion can be yeah. when we understand mm-hmm. all of its significance yeah. and the freedom that we have mm-hmm. as a result of that.
0: Yeah. Reminds me one of the first things that Joshua does when they cross the Jordan. Right. Build a monument and do and then do Passover. Yep. Like, that's we're like, right. we got we gotta do this. This is our thing, you know. Yeah. That's the calendar obviously it was lined up that way, but right. they boom, they they established that as like a practice Yeah, like, we're not gonna forget. Yes. Even though we're gonna forget. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Just a few chapters later. Right, exactly. (laughs) He's like, Hey, we're gonna at least start off the right way. And the heart was there, you know, but as soon as Joshua died, then it just all went not all downhill from there. But
1: But it's interesting, even though it goes downhill God continues to rescue them over and over again. The judges, everyone's Mm -hmm. a new rescue. And it's a new person. Mm -hmm. And it's a new rescue. And it's creative and different. Mm -hmm. And then the same with the kings. The kings, Mm -hmm. you know, there's a new deliverance of God that he just loves his people and is continuing to deliver us. Mm And it's a great reminder that um, we can always come up with really uh, ungodly and horrible ways to sin Mm -hmm. and to do horrible things to one another. And God's always right there to rescue us no mm-hmm. matter what and to turn our mess into a message mm-hmm. and our message into a ministry mm-hmm. if we'll let it. And um, so God's right there. He's just yeah. always
0: there, and he's yeah. waiting for us to That's just good. reach out. Yeah. Well, I think in that same theme, um, talking about just remembering and just having a moment to refocus. It can get play as well into our prayer experience upcoming. Right. So this Absolutely. podcast will be, I think on Wednesday, it'll mm-hmm. be released. So most people watch it or listen to it on Wednesday and Thursday, um, Friday from noon to seven is right. our prayer experience at the church. Um, it's in person. It's like seven stations. It's all self-guided with a little kind of pamphlet and you go through different stations and you focus on the sayings of Jesus on the cross while he was dying.
1: Right.
0: And, very, very powerful. And we've done this a, new, a, a number of times, but man, it's just such a good thing to do mm-hmm. um, just to refocus your heart and mind right. on why we celebrate Easter yeah. and just the significance of the death of Jesus. Um, Absolutely. Knowing that we have this great celebration of his resurrection, which we're going to talk about next week in our next podcast. About the importance of the resurrection and how that's pivotal. Yeah. Obviously, it's not just all about the death. Right. Without the resurrection, it's just yeah, a death, and so exactly. that's the important part. But uh, I think we want to just really encourage, if you have the time, to I would say make the time on yes, Friday. You'll have to make the time. Yeah. To be intentional. We kind of did a series about being intentional. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, be intentional about hey, I want to go to this prayer experience, and I want to take about a half hour, forty five minutes to just boom, be with Jesus to refocus and to just, just let the truth of what Mm -hmm. happened, you know, those many, almost 2000 years ago, Mm -hmm. just hit my heart hard and stuff. And so, yeah, I think we want to really just encourage that and um, allow just the, the, the beauty of, I mean, it sounds weird, but the beauty of the death of Jesus to just really speak Mm -hmm. outwardly. And And I think you're
1: right. I mean, as believers, we see it as, uh, why do we call it good Friday? Mm -hmm. Like, how could the most horrible thing Mm -hmm. that's ever happened on our planet be good? Well, we, we do recognize it as Mm -hmm. good because it paid for my sin yeah, Mm -hmm. and it makes me free. And so it is good because of that. Even though it's horrible, it's good. Mm -hmm. Um, also, uh, I want to encourage you to go. I mean, if Mm -hmm. you can, I want to encourage you to do it in person because it's really, really great to be in the auditorium and just walking through it and, um, you know, we've got, got music playing and there's different things that you mm-hmm. interact with. And it's a little bit, I think, more helpful because you're a little bit more, um, just less distraction, mm-hmm. I would say. Yeah. But you can also do it online. Sure. It'll also, there's also an online context for mm-hmm. it. So you can jump on our yep. um, YouTube channel. Yeah.
0: Just type in CFC, Good Friday Prayer Experience yep. in the YouTube search and it will pop up. It should pop up. Perfect. It'll be right there. It'll yeah. say the title of the video. And it's, it's the same one from last year. Right. Um, but really good and I think really powerful I remember doing it last year um, my wife and I together and it was like that was good yeah it was it really just allows you to have some uh, some time and again get to make the time yep but to just it leads you through some different things and it's really cool yeah
1: it is yeah
0: yeah cool well I think um, that'll be good for this conversation yeah just talking about some of those bigger events during this holy week hopefully that encourages you and gives you maybe some direction to maybe even um, search some of those stories. So in our holy our Holy Week reading plan, we're unpacking some of those through the Gospel accounts. So yep. be every day just in it, just just commit to it there in this week to read all those um, Gospel accounts and to just kind of be thinking on it regularly about the, the those events that Christ has done and and just the again the freedom that we have in, in Him. So it's all good stuff. Okay, and then Easter services. Friday or Sunday 6am yep. like 6 6 a.m. Sunday service 8.30 or 8, eight 9.30 and then and 11, 11. at the family service yeah. So. and yeah. which ones are live streamed 9.30 and 30 11 9.30 and 11 yeah. great yeah be good stuff so cool alright y'all we'll take it easy and we'll see you guys soon see you soon